Hey, well, my name is John. This is my wife, uh, Pam. And uh, we have the privilege of just kind of sharing with you for a few minutes tonight. And, um, and I was thinking about a story uh, several years ago uh, in our marriage. And so uh, the setting was we had just gone over to some friend's house. We were, uh, we were actually, this is a while ago, so we had no kids. You guys remember that? Like energy and you could eat, you could stay up as late as you want, eat whatever uh, you wanted. Life was good. You had unlimited uh, money and times have changed now, you know, um, lots has changed. Uh, but so we were, we were there, you know, kind of one of those social situations and uh, we hop back in the car and, you know, I'm just like, man, what a great night, man. That was awesome. And everybody was laughing and like, we should totally, we need to get together with those guys uh, more often. Did you see, and I was like, hey, between us, like I was kind of on, like I was really funny <laughs> and everybody was laughing. Like, were you, did you see that? You know, like looking for the, uh, you know, hey, you should do stand up comedy. That's kind of what I thought was coming next. And she goes, she goes, no. She said, the only reason those guys were laughing uh, was because she, or she just said that, no, her first line was, you are so sarcastic. That's what she meant. And I, that's what she said. And I go, yeah, that's right. I'm sarcastic. I'm like really funny. I got this quick wit. You know, everybody was laughing. And that's when she goes, no. She said, they're not laughing with you. That's nervous laughter because they think that, that they might be your next target. And it's just safer for them to, like, to laugh and stuff like that than rather than somehow cross you because then you'll take sarcastic uh, jabs at them. And I don't think it's funny. I was like, rah, rah, rah. you know, I thought I was going <laughs> to thought you were going to tell me just how funny and awesome. Like, aren't you so glad you get to be with me in social settings? And uh, <laughs> it didn't go that way. And I remember just driving like, what? You know, are you serious? You guys remember that line from uh, Christmas Vacation? And, and uh, Eddie says, if I woke up tomorrow with my head stapled to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised. You know, that's kind of what I thought. And I was like, what? What happened? And, and I, was, I got to thinking about it. And, and, uh, and I was like, I, she's pro- I think she's right. I think she's right. Well, and how come none of my friends told me? Why, how, did I, how did I get to be well into my, you know, late 20s and no one's told me this? And I got to thinking, well, people probably have, you know, subtly or directly, and I brushed them off. And my wife is the one that's courageous enough just to go toe-to-toe with me. I love, she wasn't ugly at all. And, uh, and, man, God really used that in my life. And I remember, you know, we joke like the next two years that we just go into social situations and I'm sitting there with my bottle of water and I've got like nothing funny to say because that was, that was my shtick was just make fun of you, you know, and like I was good at it. And so I'm like, hey, how's work? You know, just close the deal. And I got nothing. Um, And I had to work, I had to kind of work on a new, new skill set, you know, Uh, yeah, a new bit. And, uh, but, but God used that, Right. And that, that falls under the umbrella of completion, which is what we want to talk about uh, tonight. And it's this idea that God is going to use our spouse to make us more like himself. Now, uh, if you're just starting out and re-engaged and you're like, is that, are we even talking about that? That's lesson 15, okay? Because oftentimes that's what we want to major. We want to start with, yes, and I'm here to show you all the places you're terrible and why you, know, you need to grow and change. And, uh, and there's a reason we put that, we put that at the very end, um, because most, the, the biggest battle is uh, to work on ourselves. But that conversation that happened with Pam and I, it wasn't fun. Like, I don't want to go have it again. 
Uh, but that should be normative for us, okay? So right out of the chute in the Genesis account, Genesis 2, 18, God looks at Adam and he says, man, it is not good for you to be alone. And I'm going to create um, a helper that is suitable for you, Adam, okay? And he said, there's no one else out here on earth. Everybody else is, is paired up. You're not. And so I, it's not good. And I want to give you somebody to kind of complete you. And this is before sin has even entered the earth, right? So Adam is made in the image of God, and God said, something about you is not right. It's not as it should be. I want to complete you. I want to give you a wife. That's pre-fall, right? Before sin. It's not that, you know, God looked at Adam and was like, man, you're a, you know, you're a codependent, needy pervert, and I'm going to give you a wife. You know, that's what you need. He wasn't any of those things. And God said, because you're in my image and because you're like me, you need a companion. I'm going to give you a wife. And so that's part of what completion means. But that now as the fall has entered, now we've kind of gone through the fall and sinners entered the world and there's parts of us that need to be redeemed. That is one of the ways, I think one of the primary ways outside of God's word and his spirit is our spouse to make us more like himself. Yeah, and so God's design for us, if, if you're a follower of Christ, is to grow in Christ-likeness. And so our response to the gospel um, daily, and so the gospel just being that apart from Christ, there's no good in any of us. We can't be like Christ because there's no good in us, and the sin that's in us separates us from him. And so he took that sin in our place, died for us on the cross. We believe that, um, and we realize that apart from him, we can do nothing. We accept that. Um, and then we, that's the gospel. And so we respond to that once, and then the daily response to that, it's God's design for us. Until we go to be with him in eternity, is to be daily conformed to the image of Christ. It's called sanctification. And marriage is probably one of the best places for that. So you're with another sinner who's trying to be like Christ 24-7. What a great opportunity to encourage someone to, like John said, just to help someone kind of round off those rough edges. I know you want to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. Let's do this together. It's really the perfect design. It's hard, um, but it's amazing, and it's a perfect design by a perfect God. And so his design for us is to grow in Christ-likeness. There's a couple of verses that speak to this. Romans 8, 29 just says, for, God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So God's plan for us was to know him and then to be formed, transformed and conformed to the image of his Son. Um, and then Philippians 1, 6, I love the whole book of Philippians, but this first chapter just says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So Christ began, if you're a follower of him, you respond to the gospel. He started this work in you, and his promise is to carry it on to completion, and your spouse gets to be a part of that. You get to be a part of that in your spouse's life. And so that's been really exciting, um, just to think about that again in that mind that, yeah, that's exciting, it's hard, but that's just the, one of the main um, instruments of grace that God uses as your spouse. And so to look at it that way, I think would put a new lens on all this stuff. And so we want to give you guys just a real clear um, kind of grid to look. How do we complete our spouse? And so there's four ways, um, and they're straight out of God's word. First Thessalonians 5.14 says, We urge you, brethren, to admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. So we're going to look at those four areas. Yeah. And so those are four different, in that, in that passage, um, Paul's talking to the church of Thessalonica. And those are four different people. But oftentimes those are really like, those are the same people. We're, we are all those at different times, right? And so the first one of those, Paul says, is that you're to admonish the unruly. Uh, another, another word that's used in some translation is to warn. 
Uh, and sometimes instead of unruly, it's idle. And so it's just this warning. In that case like that I mentioned uh, about the sarcasm, that, that was absolutely admonishment. Okay? It wasn't a big you know, smackdown, made-for-TV moment. Uh, Pam said, hey, you know what? Let me, let me warn you. Let me admonish you. And that is one of the things we're supposed to do, uh, we're supposed to do uh, for, for our spouse. And so, um, you know, it, before we talk about how to do that, it's uh, what to do and, and say, it's, it's always, um, I would just say, easier to receive that admonishment, hey, you're sarcastic. Um, if that comes from somebody who has, has just been shown over and over again to work on themselves, right, and to seek feedback themselves, and they say, well, what, you know, is there anything that I'm doing that's bugging you? Or, do you, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, I was praying yesterday and I was just like, I wonder if there's something I don't see in my own life. Is there anything you would want to point out in me? And when someone does that, and then they say, hey, are you open to some feedback? Right? Can I share something with you? That's much more palatable than, you know, just to, than to kind of come around the corner and someone just metaphorically, you know, uh, hits you with, with some truth. And so when you model that, uh, you just know it makes it a whole lot easier for your spouse uh, to receive from you. Yeah, and so this idea in marriage of oneness, that you're a team and you're for each other, and so hearing that from someone who you know they have your best interest at heart, they do want you to look like Christ. They want you to be better. That is so different than, like John said, just the smackdown. And so when John comes to me and he has an a number of occasions, um, and the first time, and then just as I'm growing in this, and just said, hey, I know, Pam, that when you, um, your tone gets angry with the kids, that when you jump on, jump on the teenage drama train with them, um, I know drama that's go, not who Drama you, go around, that's what we call that it, yeah. The, the drama, drama go around. around. Just yeah. jump off the drama go around before you get sick. Um, but I often stay on it um, and jump on it right there with them. And um, so we talked about it once, and then just as he reminds me, hey, I know that's not, I know you don't want to ride the drama go around again. Um, and so just, I know that's coming from a heart who's for me. He knows that's what's best. And because he's open also to hearing, hey, this is not who I want you to be. Or I know this is not who you want to be. I think that's been a great phrase for me with our kids and with John. Hey, I know you're better than this. I know this is not who you want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, watching those of you with sons, they hate it when you look them in the eye and, like, point out their stuff and, like, put them in the one-down position. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I relate to my son, I realize, you know what, men are exactly the same way. And so, but what does work with my son is like, hey, you know what, this, um, recently I said, hey, this is a two-minute conversation, okay? And uh, I just said, this, you know, this happened, we need to talk about it. But that's not who you want to be. And I, I'm like, listen, this is an easy fix at 17, not that big a deal. Okay, and here's the deal, and I addressed it. And it wasn't just like, I'm just going to keep pounding you, you know, because he just shrivels and he, his, he, um, he shrinks back or he gets mad. And I, I've, I think people, adults work the same way as 17 or 13 year old uh, boys. So just be careful and be, uh, I think, be respectful and be kind. And uh, what Pam said, I think is a good words like, um, you know, this is not who you want to be. Okay. And so, so for Pam and I, there is definitely is some of that, hey, you're angry or you're sarcastic that happens. And then also I think uh, the, the whole, like, I don't know if you see this and you're just going to have to trust me. This is like where we are now, kind of 20 plus years into, into marriage. Like, you're going to have to trust me. That was not okay. Right? And you might think it is, but it wasn't. And so uh, we had a shot to um, hike the Inca Trail to uh, Machu Picchu um, this year. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing experience, you know, four days. And uh, on the front end of that, right, so this is a group that we hadn't met before we had just emailed. And um, 
and so we became really, really close friends, and we hiked, and I shared Christ, you know, with the great conversations with these, with these tour guides, awesome, and so it's the last night, and the tour, or it's the second to last time we're going to see this tour guide, and he's going to be off. He talks about the next, um, kind of the next group he's going to be with, right? And so, and so we take up a big collection, and we give him, we give him some money, and uh, tell, you know, just how much we appreciate him, all that kind of stuff. And so I make the comment, which I think is really funny, that like, hey, you know, um, we'll call our guide, his name was uh, Chris, and I was like, uh, the net of what I said was, hey, this is kind of like, uh, Chris is a bit like a prostitute. You know, you pay him money, and he pretends like he really cares about you and loves you, and then tomorrow he's on to the next deal, you know. But hey, Chris, we did have a special time uh, with you. Thanks so much. You know, here's your money kind of deal, right? So that's hilarious, right? <laughs> Except that... <laughs> We get back, we get back, and my wife is like, you know, in so many words, like, you're a moron, you know, like, <laughs> this guy, this guy doesn't know Christ, and you think you're funny, and you're not, you know, and we now these people... It was just other... It was, like, it was, yeah, it was it's actually friends. just our friends, just our yes, friends. That's right. But, that's right. He was, but he was with, yeah. he was within, I think he was within okay. earshot. Okay. That's right. Yeah. He was in, he was in the lobby and it was just, it was like two or three other women. That's what it was. That's exactly right. And, uh, and Pam was like, you've got to fix that. You know? And so I go, no, they, they get the joke. It was funny. I wasn't like, obviously that's not what was going on. You know, ha ha. She goes, no, it's just not okay. You can't do that. You know, these, and like people were crying. The other thing to be. Uh, make it work, really tell you how bad it was. Like, people are crying. They miss this guy already, and they're crying, you know, already. And that's when I say that, just <laughs> stupid. And, uh, and, you know, and I sat there, and I was like, no, I think that was okay. You know, I think, I think that was totally, totally fine. They get the joke. And she's like, I, I just don't, I'm not going to fight you on it, but I do not think uh, that was okay, right? And I'd let it go, and I'd, you know, I'd read or whatever, and I'd go, like, really? Like, you think, you know, I just kept bringing it back up, you know, trying, I'm trying to win. And she goes, you can do what you want. I'm just telling you, I don't think that was okay, you know? And so I went down the next morning, you know, and I found everybody and said, hey, listen, you know, I'm really sorry. I was, uh, I don't know there ever was a right time to say that, but that definitely wasn't it right then. And, uh, and I just whiffed, man, you know, and so I, that, that was probably, we were honoring him and I could have done better, you know, will you, will you forgive me? I was like, oh, great, right? So I'm finding myself doing that more and more and more that even if like, I'm not so sure that really is bad or wrong that I trust my wife, right? And so I would never, you know, load that joke up into the repertoire and use it uh, later. And my wife said, that's out of bounds, okay? And so I might not see it. I might still, I might still to this day think it was funny, right? Uh, but I think, but Pam is in my life to help me see what I can't see, and she, in that instance, is warning me. John, you don't want to cause discredit to the name of Christ. You don't want to do relational damage. You don't want to be a man who's not above reproach. Don't do that. And I think it's my only response. You know, if she was controlling and manipulative, that's a, that's a different conversation, okay? But when she's at her best, I just would trust that. And I just, I found myself picking up the phone, which I don't want to do and repent. I found myself doing that a lot uh, because Pam said, you didn't see it, but I'm just telling you, you can do what you want to uh, with it. And I've, I've learned, I'm trusting her, picking up the phone and saying, man, I'm sorry, you know. Uh, for this or whatever. And that's part of what that admonishment means without some, some big uh, dramatic smackdown. I think you could do better. I don't know that you were at your best. This is what I think you should do. Okay, And that is a gift. 
It's a gift uh, for someone from someone who has your back. So. Yeah, so the next one, we just want to talk about how you can encourage. So just the next part of that verse is encouraging the faint-hearted. Um, and so there's um, different nuances of this, but that word there, the faint-hearted. And so when someone's discouraged, the opposite of that is just to encourage them. And so just you have an opportunity with your spouse to point out the evidences of God's grace in their life, to say, hey, you really, you're doing a great job in that. You know, maybe that thing I pointed out, I don't see you doing that anymore. In fact, I see you being the opposite. I see you um, just encouraging and speaking. You know, your jokes are funny and encouraging encouraging to people and not the opposite way. And so just pointing out ways God's growing them. They're still funny, um, but just ways that, yeah, um, ways that God is, um, is growing them. And so just bringing out each other's best. I mean, just being better together. Um, I just, we were laughing about just the things um, that we're just better together and just look, viewing ourselves as a team and viewing that we encourage each other um, just in the ways that God's put, just our gifting and the way God's put us together, the way John loves um, adventure and dreams and um, likes to just try new things. And I've grown in that area a lot and I'll go right along with him on anything. We're just better together. And so um, that's an encouragement to my spouse, to my husband. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was hoping Pam would make the point that I think one of the things that Pam has done to encourage me is not squelch my dreams as soon as I, um, you know, utter them. And so women, let me just let you in on a secret that a lot of guys will dream all this kind of crazy stuff out loud and they won't do anything with it. Right. So just let them talk it out and go, that's, that's great, sweetie. And you don't have to freak out and talk about, you know, who's going to take care of your mom or your dog or any of that. Like you don't have to worry about that. They probably won't execute any of it. Um, so just go, that sounds like a great plan, you know, and just make sure you're home, you know, for dinner, um, at, at six, you know, and just, that's it. Right. And some of the crazy ideas, like especially when we were young and I was in seminary, and I remember coming home one day and telling Pam that I thought we should move to Saudi Arabia. And uh, that, you know, and I was, wanted to be like a, a financial planner and all this, I got this big crazy idea. And she goes, oh, that, that'd be great. And literally she goes, hey, that's, that's great. Um, you know, while you finish studying, just remember dinner's at six, you know, love you, bye. And I thought later, like, do you understand what that means for a woman to move to Saudi Arabia, you know, and what, what that would do to her life? And she didn't even go there. She just goes, that's great. That'd that's be good. really fun, you know. You want to be a hedge fund manager for a bunch of sheiks. I yeah, thought that like, was a great idea. He's like, <laughs> he's like missions, financial, yeah. the interest. You're terrible, like, Matt. You'll never do that. You know, she didn't say that. She just goes, that's great, okay. Um, and then I think, guys, you know, we can look for ways uh, to encourage our wife's uh, giftings, passions, wiring, uh, aptitudes. And, you know, and so Pam, like, Pam hates this stuff, candidly. She doesn't want to have a microphone or write or she just, uh, she's here because I ask her. Does, it's not your, it's not your favorite. Well, no, what you would choose. Um, but she loves, you know, like one-on-one with people. And so, uh, you know, to me, I go, well, that's inefficient. Like you think about all the people you could talk to if we just did that, you know, we could just speaking lessons or whatever. I, you know, I've never, I've never said those things. Um, but I'll go, well, yeah, you know what? You're really good. I think there's a, there's a certain kind of person, a certain kind of situation you are awesome at. How can we order a kind of our life and our schedule so that you could do more of that? Cause you really are good at that. Right. And even not just when everything's great, even when people are, a, you know, a hot mess. I think there's ways we can encourage our spouse. There's ways we can uh, look for evidences of God's grace. And I know that's true because, you know, Paul, when he was talking to the Corinthian church in the first, uh, first chapter, is about four, and he says, man, I thank God for you, you know, because you've been given this grace. And uh, he goes on to talk fondly about him, which is kind of, if you know the whole book of First Corinthians, that's a bit of a record scratch moment. You're like, 
Did that, that is the most dysfunctional church that in like 2,000 years of recorded history, and you're encouraged you know, by them? Like, what, what, what did you miss? And I think Paul was just saying, you know, he goes on to just blow them up for all the crazy stuff that they've done. But he said, even in that, I see God at work in you. And I think so oftentimes we just point out all the stuff that they, all the places they fail, all the places they let us down, all the places they don't look at Christ. And, and sometimes if we would just point out the places that we see evidences of God's grace, I think that actually would be an incredible means, an incredible motivator to help them want to become more like Christ. Yeah, I mean, I think the more, and I don't know what, there's probably some scientific study on how many affirmations you should give compared to criticism. At least um, five to one. Yep. Yeah, at least. I think that should be at the very minimum. And so just, you know, that affirmation, just encouraging, building up your spouse is what kind of lays the groundwork for then you'd be able to say, hey, I love you but let me tell you some things. And so without that, it is just the beat down. But if you have those together, it's just a beautiful combination. Great. Um, so let's move on. The next one is um, helping the, um, what is the word there? Helping Help the week. Helping the week. And so this is just real practically. And so you have an opportunity just to help your spouse. And it may look really tangible. It may, different life stages. It might look with young kids. I mean, it could just look like diapering and bathing the kids when you have elderly parents, just helping um, with the in-laws, just the different stages of life through different ups and downs, just practically helping. And so it's not just, hey, clean up your act. It's, hey, how can I help you? So yeah. I've pointed out these things. I've encouraged you. Now, how can I come alongside you partner with you and help you. Yeah, I thought of a couple examples. I've got a friend who, uh, for him, just kind of eating is a uh, is something that he struggles with. You know, and he just had to go to his wife and say, you know, this is normally a role reversal. This is kind of a role reversal. But I need your help. I want to honor God, and I, I'm just struggling with this. Can you help me? You know, and here's what that would look like, you know, in terms of what you buy and uh, how we cook our meals and how uh, when we go out to eat, you know, I, I'm weak in this area and I need your help. And his wife was like, absolutely, right? And know lots of, uh, lots of people, lots of guys, who, you know, who struggle like uh, sexually and with, with purity. And uh, one of my friends, I mean, his wife just does an awesome job, you know, and he's like, I want Sports Illustrated. There's a problem because one issue is like the swimsuit edition, you know, and she goes, no problem. I'll, I'll intercept all that stuff. You know, and he was like, the Victoria's Secret stuff, I know that's not a deal to you. I just, I don't need it. Done. And I'll, I'll get all mail, screen it, you know, put, and I don't need to go see movies that aren't, aren't honoring. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll do the review on everything uh, before we go and see it so no one's surprised. He's like, thank you, right? And he, he told me, he's like, you know, I, I forgot to tell her that not just the swimsuit edition, but there's even a preview uh, you know, months before, uh, you know, and so he gets his magazine one day and he's noticing like something's missing. And he's like, hey, you know, this wasn't the swimsuit. She goes, oh, there's a preview. And he's like, oh, thank you. Right? Thank you. I, I pulled that out. And uh, he's like, thanks for, thanks for helping me. And I think that's what it looks like. That's some of the ways it can look like. How can I help you? Not just, hey, you know what? You need to get your act together and keep your, your heart and your mind pure and your eyes, you know, off of other women, you, you know, you dirty pervert. She's like, how can I help you? I'd love to help you uh, pursue Christ and become who, uh, who you want to be. Yeah, I so. think it's been really helpful with John, so just with us, um, just the way I interact with our boys, as he's talking about, is we have a 13 and 17-year-old boy that are, that are becoming men, um, that are, we have one man and one almost man, and um, just, hey, Pam, I know, just, you don't, you don't get this, but when you talk down to him and kind of look him in the eye and kind of almost shame him, not on purpose, but just as I do that, just how that feels for a man that I don't get, and so, hey, you know, hey, we've pointed that out, he knows I don't want to do that. Here's how I can help you. Here, maybe you could take a walk with them. Maybe the conversations are really short. So he's just practically talking through. Here's what it looks like to communicate um, and admire and respect a young man. 
That's good. So that's been really helpful. So yeah, last one. We're to admonish. Mm-hmm. All right, we're to, uh, some people are supposed to admonish if they're unruly or idle. Uh, you know, we're to, to help those uh, who are weak. We're to encourage the faint-hearted. But with everybody, with everybody, we're supposed to be patient. Mm-hmm. Right? We're supposed to be patient, which is to be like Christ. Can you imagine if, if God, you know, took it out on us every time we messed up? Right? What that would look like and feel like. And you're sitting next to somebody who needs the grace of God and patience, just like you do just like you do. And so be patient. People don't, very rarely is there some kind of power encounter. Here's a verse, you need to do this. And they go, boom, I'm done. I will never do that ever again. I'm, I'm healed, I'm clean, we're good, right? That rarely happens. It's generally, it's generally a sl- slowly up and to the right. And that's just gonna take someone who's patient and doesn't beat them down on the, on the way. And can, again, encourage, uh, encourage him. But just, just be patient, okay? Uh, growth and Christ-likeness takes time. Be patient. Yeah, and so as we talk about, I think the biggest means of grace, as we've said, um, for just growing Christ-likeness as a follower of Christ is your spouse. Um, and God uses his word, his spirit, and his people. And his people are also just community. And so if you're in a closed group or if you're in a community group or you're walking with other believers, um, just take advantage of that. And so the people in your life that do have the right and they're for you, they're for your marriage, they're for your walk with Christ. And so giving them the opportunity to admonish you, um, letting them encourage you, going to them if you need help. And that's been a huge means of grace for us, just both of us. Just um, last night, I was with some girls in my community group, and I was just talking about something that I was mulling over, and I was kind of regretting about a decision months ago, and my friend just said, stop it. Like, just stop it. Like, she knows that's not who I want to be. She knows that's not good for my heart and my mind. And she just lovingly said, stop it. And I knew that she was for me, and I knew that it was okay for her to say that and just give me that warning. And so just using God's people, um, that's what he put them there for um, to help you grow. Yeah. It's also been huge. Yeah, and so it's, it's been the place that I think, you know, Todd Wagner, senior pastor, said this first, and it just so well. He's like, you know, I've, I've told my wife who she can tell, meaning that if I'm stubborn, she can go to the elders. She can go to our, our best friends and tell her. Uh, tell them, you know, if I'm, don't, don't tell them first. I mean, let's, you know, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> don't surprise me. But if you, if you feel like I'm digging in and I'm wrong, yeah, you know what? I trust those guys. And so uh, it wasn't so much a sin issue. It was a decision this year. And I was kind of like, I think, I think this is right. Because I just, I'm going to play the card and let's, let's just take it to, you know, take it to our group. And, you know, fully, I was like, well, tell, you know, guys, tell her, like, tell her that she's wrong and we'll be, you know, we get on with our meal. And they're like, no, we think you are, you know, it's like, shoot. Uh, so, uh, so we went, we went that route and it was, it was the right, uh, I think it was the right call. Um, so community in there. Can I just land the plane for us yeah, real quick? Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, your spouse knows the ways um, that you're not honoring Christ right now. They do. Like they could write the book on it. And so you've got the choice to either enlist them and and ask them to help you become more like Christ or just shut that out. It's your choice. But it's not an issue of do they know or not, or would they even pray about finding, uh, helping you become more like Christ? The question is, are you going to do that? And I think about what we told our kids all the time. is like, hey, we know mom and dad are messed up. We don't have to pretend that's the case, you know, because when you move out of the house, you're going to say mom and dad are great, but. And I was like, we know we've got really big butts, you know. We all do. And you know, you see them. So let's talk about that. Let's don't, I don't want to get a bill from a counselor when you're 30 to talk about how jacked up your dad was. Let's have that conversation now. And you can, you can. And it's the same thing with our spouse. Because here's the deal, guys. Um, you know, I, I've just, the brevity of life has really come home 
uh, to me uh, recently. And it's just not going to be long until, uh, until we're standing before God like that. And I think in 10,000 years, these days, these years are going to feel like seconds. We're going to get to eternity and look back on our 70-year life, and it's going to feel like 70 seconds. That's how quick that's going to be. So we're going to be there soon. And so to, to approach God and to be with him forever is to be saved by grace. There's nothing we, there is nothing we do other than to say, I agree with you, God, that I'm a sinner, and I, I receive uh, your payment for my sins. That, that's, what that, that's, the, that's your ticket in. Okay? There's also this part where our, our deeds are judged and where we actually get rewards. And sometimes I think I understand it, sometimes I don't. But those ideas are there, and that, that will happen as well. Again, this has nothing to do with your salvation. Like, you're, you're in, okay? Um, but there is something about the, the joy and the enjoyment of obedience and, and, and Christ-likeness when you get there, and it'll make sense when, when we get there. And I've just had the thought, that if Pam and I go at the same time, I have, I have no idea how that goes, right? And we know what was best our understanding is we're getting in. We're in maybe two different lines, you know. And I look over at Pam. Like, what is she going to, what's she going to say to me at that moment? Right? Because one, one option is she looks at me and she's just like, man, thank you. Like, I, I'm, I am ready. I'm, I, I'm ready to walk up there to the top, the front of that line, and give an account. And you helped me. You were God's gift to me. Thank you. Or, I, I've just, I've, I, this one I can see real clearly. She's like, I, I, I don't, I, I get in because of my relationship with Christ, but I don't want to go give an account for all this. And you, you could have you helped me. It's too late now, but you could have helped me. And if anybody was supposed to help me, it was you. Okay? And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Some of us are in a really bad place right now. It's probably not the best idea to go home and point out all their sins and failures and tell them that this is not the time, okay? That's lesson 15. Uh, but it's the way it's supposed to be. And I think that's what real intimacy is when our spouse knows everything about us and they accept us in spite of that. That's where the good stuff happens. And so, guys, I, I think we, um, we need to have courageous conversations we need to ask our spouse what they see that we don't see and ask them to help us and encourage us along the way and to enlist them in our effort, in our fight to become Christ-likeness, become, become conformed into Christ-likeness, okay? It's hard, it's hard, but I think there's deep, deep joy there, okay? Thanks, yes.